everyone. Welcome to another week of Soap Secrets. And we've got some great goodies for you this week. We've got uh, Victoria Wilson being the number one goodie with us, talking about all things Holby. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Hannah. And we've also got Claire Rock, our second goodie. Last but not least, Claire Rock talking about the rest of the soaps. Hi, Claire. Hi, Hannah. Okay, so Holby, it's the day of Andre's heart operation, isn't it, Victoria? Yes, yes, it is. Big day for Andre. And um, troubled surgeon, as we know, um, troubled surgeon Kia Madani is, is, is sort of, he's all pumped and sort of ready to go and ready to be the one to, to save his friend. Um, Evie, we know he's become involved with Evie recently. She comes up onto Darwin to wish um, Andre luck, but Dad Fletch is, is having none of it. He's already made it clear that he doesn't want his daughter anywhere near Andre. Mm. Um, anyway, so we know, obviously, Kian's got his, his drug problems and... He's grateful to, to Lucky. She's been a bit of a friend and a confidant, I guess, for, for sort of supporting him and getting him clean and for letting him deal um, deal with Andre and not shopping him to social services. Um, also, he thinks, obviously, we know that um, under pressure from Fletch uh, last week, Lucky did contact them. Um, so this week, we find a guilty Lucky basically sort of backtracking, trying to call social services and telling them not to sort of follow up on her previous calls it's a bit late for that isn't it once you've made the call (laughs) yeah yeah sort of move along nothing to see here type thing um anyway so so that's kind of going on and and but then in the meantime she's kind of working with Kian also he obviously is about to operate on Andre or he's sort of mid-operation and he sort of comes out to see her she can see he's sort of got the shakes and she sort of tries to it's almost Trying to alleviate her guilt, she sort of offers to sort of microdose him so that he can at least get through the surgery. It's just very, very ethical dilemma we've got here. Mm. Um, he 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 kind of he he take he does take her up on it, and and you know we see him pop a pill so that he can he can get through the surgery. Um, and <laughs> I suppose the storyline takes another element as well, where he's like, oh, you know, I'm really grateful to you. We should go out for dinner and. She sort of takes that. We, we know she's sort of had the hots for him for quite a while, and she kind of takes that that he like wants to take things uh, further. So there's a there's a little bit of um, awkwardness there. Mm. Um, anyway, I digress. Back to the matter in hand. Um, it looks like it kind of looks like her secret is is about to be revealed though when a social worker. Um, Connor Coleman, his name is, turns up. Soap fans will um, recognise him as Emmerdale's Mark Jordan. Um, so he's quite a familiar face. Um, I love she, how they she, just go between all of them. It doesn't matter. It, at first, you're, it feels really weird. And then yeah. the next week, it's kind of, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, and now he's there. And I thought, when I first saw him, I thought, I'm sure you've been in casualty. But I was wrong. He hasn't. I think he might have been in it briefly, but not as a, like, a major character. But yeah, so he turns up this week. And the fact they've used such a familiar face makes me think we haven't seen the last of him. Um, but anyway, uh, back to this story. And Lucky assures Connor that there are no safeguarding issues with Andre. And he seems to take her word for it. Um, that is until he bumps into Fletch. And um, he tells him basically all he needs to know um, about Andre. Then, of course, when Connor goes onto the ward and starts interrogating, uh, this Andre's had his surgery by now. Um, and Connor starts interrogating him about sort of who he is, where he's from. Kian realises then that sort of Lucky's betrayed him and, and there's kind of a, a huge sort of showdown between them. But the big issue comes when um, 
key answer later find, he finds Andre and like obviously this the guy's just had heart surgery and he he comes and finds him in this massive panic he, he's sort of struggling to breathe he's trying to take as much oxygen as he can he basically fe- fears like he's going to be deported if anyone finds out sort of where he is mm. um and that he'll be sort of most certainly be killed by the drug dealers that are after him um and then he goes missing what's more though he goes missing with Evie and when Fletch finds out, he is not a happy man, and he punches Key and knocks him square out on the floor. <laughs> oh dear, fisty curves. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you think this episode is explosive, definitely tune in next week when events take a very dramatic turn. Oh, do they now? And and Ange and Josh. Yes, they're some yeah. to a meeting, aren't they? By Hanson. Yeah, it it looks like, as we know, that they've been. Um, engaging in this illicit affair in the corridors and more besides at Holby. Um, it looks like the cat's out of the bag, though, this week when the the two lovers are summoned to Hanson to a meeting where he reveals that it's been brought to his attention they've been having an affair and on hospital grounds to boot. Um, it's, it's quite funny as we see sort of Hanson interrogate and how they film it, they kind of, you see them... He's asking the same questions to them, but they're both being interviewed separately. Um, he's sort of quizzing them on the ins and outs, for want of a better phrase, of their of their relationship. Yeah. Um, he wants to know how long, when, where, how. Well, well, not how, but you get the gist. Um, what I want to know is who shot them? Who told him? Ah uh, ha Well, um, I suppose for Ange, obviously, because she's the senior medic and Josh is her junior. Uh, them having a relationship, her having a relationship with a junior doctor is is an outright sackable offence. Um, and then we sort of see there's a touching scene between her and Max McGarry where they're talking and, and Ange is kind of pondering whether the, the liaison has been sort of worth it, so to speak. Um, it, it seems that she is, she's sort of making, she, she's, she's, she has sort of developed feelings for our boy Hudson. Um, but they are, as you say, they are both, and and Josh are both seriously worried for their jobs, so they obviously want to know who outed them. And then Chloe kind of admits that her and Dom saw them coming out of the on-call room the other week and, and then both sort of soon suspect that Dom is the man responsible for sort of lifting the lid, as it were. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not making many friends just recently, um, So it, and it looks like here he could have made two... Two more enemies as well. Well, he's also making an enemy of his patient by the looks of it because his patient wants Sasha to be a consultant yeah. rather than him. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a patient comes back. She's a, she's a frequent flyer, as they say in Holby. Um, she's come back. She's, she's in for a hernia up. And um, Sasha, up to now, has done all her previous surgeries. Um, he's, but, so, so she's come in. And she's coming at a time where, obviously, we've got Sasha's been suspended and Dom is acting clinical lead. And, and he, he's determined to make this position kind of permanent. Um, so he's got his smart suit and, and his swanky office and he's, he's really trying to make a mark on, on, on the mm. ward, really. Um, but obviously, so he hits the snag when this patient, uh, Kathy, her name is, she, she comes in and she'll only be seen by Sasha um he he dom kind of doesn't measure up his his bedside manner kind of leaves a lot to be desired so kathy ends up discharging herself only to come back in agony 
Um, and then Dom is kind of forced to save the day, which he does, and he, he kind of proves that he's like the first-class surgeon that we know he is when he actually died in mid-hernia op. He diagnoses her with a with a tumour and removes it. I mean, he is great. Um, but then it kind of... Sasha sort of comes in and he makes an unannounced visit to the hospital. He's like, oh, I'm coming back to work tomorrow, and he hears about the tri- Dom's sort of triumph in theatre and all of that. Um, and you know, oh, you'll make a great clinical lead one day, and that's kind of when Dom reveals that that day might come sooner than he thinks, as he's going after his job. He wants to be clinical lead permanently, so there's going to be a bit mm. of a, a tug of war on the on the ward, it seems, between these two. Yeah, I not mean, this this storyline reminds me of the old <laughs> saying: um, "Be careful how you treat people on the way up, because you never know who you might meet on the way down." And and I think Dom's perhaps going to learn that. So true, yeah, isn't it? So absolutely. true. Every every industry is really quite small. Yes, hundred uh, percent. And that's that's definitely gonna, you know, Dom. That uh, Dom isn't co- covering himself in um, glory here. We we know we know he's had he's had a rough trot, but you know it's just how you deal with things. And, and Sasha isn't really the enemy. He's only no. ever really tried to help him. So we we want these two to work out. We do, but obviously it makes for great drama along the way. <laughs> oh thank you very much another absolutely great episode as you say pretty explosive okay so we have a double dose of casualty this week don't we again which is fantastic we have um a double episode and we have lev and boyfriend xander um actually go out on a date to a cafe but of course it doesn't go that well so lev was brought up in a culture where um where where it, it it was sort of frowned upon to be to be gay and so he's really struggling to to actually accept his that he is gay because of this this upbringing you know but we see him take leaps and bounds we see him take leaps and bounds with boyfriend Xander and they're going to they go out to a cafe uh, for a date and he's really nervous. You see him sitting there looking, wow, what should I do? I'm really, really nervous. And he pushes himself. And uh, we, think, we think things are improving for him, Hannah. We really, really do. And then a man named Sam makes a homophobic remark. And Lev, Lev doesn't take it well. And there's a big row. And the pair get kicked out of this really nice cafe. And Xander doesn't take that well either. Um, so the pair have a, have a row. And things don't really end well for them. But... Um, Ever the, the, the paramedic, when Lev finds Sam in medical distress, he calls an ambulance and tries to help him. But things become heated in the ED when Sam, who's been beaten up by drug dealers because he owes money to them, makes a homophobic remark in front of all of, all of um, Lev's colleagues and Xander. And Lev does what he does best. He punches him. He loses his temper doesn't walk away from it and he punches it in front of everybody well a paramedic can't do that can they hannah no i mean it's sort of one of the golden rules isn't it and you see lots of if you go to hospital you see loads of um notices don't you saying that you know it, the kind of antisocial behavior won't be tolerated from the public but it, it kind of goes two ways i guess in this situation um but having said that it's 2021 who on earth makes homophobic remarks i mean it's just it's quite unbelievable isn't it yes he makes you know this sam makes really horrible homophobic remarks so uh, um he won't talk to jan because jan obviously has to make a report he just won't won't talk to jan uh sam makes a a um he, he makes a complaint to the police he's not talking to anyone he's really upset has he lost his job and has he lost xander who is seriously unimpressed seriously unimpressed 
Well, he's lost his cool, hasn't he? And I said, and that's not brilliantly attractive, I guess. And then we also have Ethan. Will he put his big boy pants on and tell Phoenicia how he feels? Will he, Hannah? I'd like him to. It feels like he should. <laughs> but the, the trouble, he do, he's not going to, is he? He's just going to push her away. It's even worse this week because um, he's, he's, um, he's, hel- he's helping a man with a head wound with Dr Rash and they're um, trying to... It's a really nasty gash and, and Ethan's about to sew it up uh, and all of a sudden he has an involuntary muscle movement because we know he has Huntington's and he's, his, his hand seizes and he, he can't use it. Anyway, he covers it up very quickly and just says to Rash, you finish this off and stalks off somewhere and everyone's looking a bit confused. But he's... He hasn't told anyone, and he's, you know, he's thinking, oh, my, on my days of, as a doctor over, you can see that this is, all this emotion is going over, over his mm. face. Mm. And because of that, he decides to push Matthew um, towards, towards Phoenicia because he, Matthew, her ex-fiancé, has joined the department as a locum. Of course he has. Yeah. Of course he has. And there was unfinished business. We know that from last week, don't we? It was, you know, she was the one that jilted him. There's a bit of a story there. He's never really gotten over it. Will it be second time lucky for them? Or will... Oh, poor Ethan. It's not... Especially when he's sort of throwing her into the arms of of a man who really does you know, want to be with her and who's kind of, you know, after all these years, his the the, the fire still burns. (laughs) Um, And in the second episode, um, Lev is obviously still very upset. Yes, he is. He's refusing to discuss things with Faith. Um, He's not going home. He's living in a hotel. He's, He's asking Faith to bring clothes in for him, you know. He's just in a in an in an awful fashion. Uh, he's in an awful way, and he and um, he keeps texting Xander. Xander doesn't want to talk to him. Keeps saying, "Don't call me." Um, and so Faith takes matters into her own hands, and she meets up with Xander. That's um, that's an odd thing, isn't mm. it? It's going to be an odd conversation, but but quite tempting to do, don't you think? <laughs> yes, completely. What will the pair have to say to each other? Hmm. I, I, well, I can only I can only imagine, and I can only imagine we'll find out too. <laughs> um, and also, Tina suggests that she moves in with Jacob this week. That goes down like a lead balloon. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. But also, Tina's been flirting with Matthew, and oh, it's it's all a bit it's all a bit entwined now, isn't it? Well, she flirts with Matthew to make Jacob jealous. I'm not sure I'd want to make Jacob jealous, but anyway, yeah. um, and um, and and then she's she's you know she's she's really grumpy all day. She's she's really unsure why he doesn't want to take this 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 final step. I think he has something to do with Connie. Uh, he's not quite over that. Um, and then she has a near miss with a violent patient where a patient hits her. He actually hits her. There's another one being hit. It's a lot of lot of uh, violence this week. Yeah, and um, when, he, when he sees her on the floor, will he see what is right in front of his eyes and say, hey, Tina, move in with me? Hmm. We'll have to wait and see, no doubt. You won't tell me now, will you, Claire? Um, and there's more romance because new receptionist Paul is an, old, is an old school friend of Robin's and she warms to him. Hmm. 
Yes, she does. So is Robin's, Robin's love life about to look up? This is a really sweet story. He's, um, this, this, this Paul is, is the new receptionist. He's a temp. He, they were at school together. He's been a ducker and diver, and she's straight and narrow nurse. Oh, it's all going on a casualty, but as you say, it's too... Two episodes, so... Uh, um, OK, moving over to the cobbles, Coronation Street. It's a really big week, isn't it, for Peter and Carla? Because a liver match has been found. Yes, it's all systems go for his life-saving operation. But when the call first comes in, Hannah, Peter hasn't, hasn't gone out with his mobile phone. That's really not a smart thing to do when you're on the transplant list. You need to be mm. contactable 24-7 because these, these calls come in any time. Um, they do, yes. So they really do. Peter is nowhere to be found. Um, but Dan- Daniel finds him, comes up trumps, which is great, finds him and uh, gets him to the hospital. Um, and as Carla waits by Peter's bedside, will the operation be a success? Mm, I hope so. I do like Peter. Been in it for a long time, hasn't he? <laughs> um, and... My favourite storyline's making a bit of a comeback this week, but it's always bobbling away in the background anyway. But Fizz and Tyrone, so it gets particularly ugly this week, which it always does these kind of things when children are... Well, I say always, that's not actually strictly true, is it? Can do. Um, often become a problem because they're, they're, they're going to start to fight over the custody of the girls, aren't they? And you've got Tyrone spending money like, you know, like it's water. And this is really angering Fizz. And it's really out of character for Tyrone too, really. Um, so, yeah, it's going to heat up a bit, I think, isn't it? It is going to heat up. And it is heating up. This week it's, it starts boiling, quite frankly. Um, uh, so, yes, so Fizz is struggling and trying to bring two children up and she can see she can see Alina and Tyrone living the high life. Uh, um, but um, when Tyrone double books himself, Alina offers to look after Hope. Now, I can't quite see why Fizz would agree to this and Hope's... Hope's a little minx, shall we say, and um, she doesn't have much experience with children, does Alina, and when Hope convinces her that her mum said it was okay to get false eyelashes, beautician Alina gives them to her. (laughs) I can't imagine that. Absolutely horrible. I mean, I think Fizz has got a lot to say about that, really. She'll have loads to say because she's she's little. She shouldn't be wearing false eyelashes. Of course she shouldn't. Of course she shouldn't. And and this was always going to reach ahead, wasn't it? Because Hope dashes out in front of a car on Alina's watch and um, the battle lines are kind of drawn, aren't they, really? Yes, completely drawn. Um, And she says, Fizz is just... She's had enough. She says, Ty can't see both girls until there's a proper consent order in place. And Ty goes, Mm. what? Ruby's my own child. I mean, so, yes, so... so, um, uh, you know, Ruby, Ruby is isn't actually uh, Fizzy's daughter. She is Ty's daughter, and Hope is Fizzy's daughter. So, so yes. Yeah, so, but Fizz says no. Both girls aren't. You're not seeing both girls. Um, and um, then when Fizz gets a message from the bank, things escalate, and she marches off to see solicitor Adam. Good for her. Draw the battle line now, Hollyoaks. Evil Fergus is still being evil. He's up to no good again this week, isn't he? Yes, Hannah. He's just... He's, we all know he's really, really evil. And this week, as Grace is preparing to relaunch her nightclub, The Loft, um, Fergus has plans to sabotage the day. He knows that Grace doesn't have insurance. Now, as a nightclub owner, I'm not sure that's the best policy, do you? No. <laughs> I'd say not. <laughs> 
So he knows this. So he loosens the bolts to the new sign above, you know, for her nightclub. And later that day, the bolts have finally worked themselves loose and this heavy sign falls on top of Darren, uh, leaving him clinging oh. to life. That's just, that's just so awful, some innocent person that gets caught out in that. Well, it's awful anyway, Stuart. Sabotage. <laughs> it is. We, we know it's sabotage. Um, and without insurance, Fergus turns up with a proposition for Grace, but can she trust him? I mean, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> but it's, it's a really big deal because Darren takes a turn for the worst, doesn't he? And there's a really big question mark over whether he's actually going to survive. Yes, yes, there is. Well, it, you know, he's just walking along and these signs are really heavy. That's a, you know, that's a massive blow to your head. Those, those things are dangerous. Hmm. Yeah, and and last week we saw um, Sienna and Summer um, have, have quite a passionate encounter, um, and this week, you know, Brody and Summer, <laughs> it's all a bit bit parallel, uh, are, are talking wedding preparations. But she kind of she says that she wishes her dad could be there, and Brody says that Damon has actually offered to walk her down the aisle. But I mean, there's a lot of feelings here that aren't very genuine and real, I'd imagine, or a lot, a lot of emotions. So we all know that her dad uh, was the one that um, abused Felix and that Brodie Warren and Felix beat him up so badly they were the ones that put him in hospital and he later died of a heart attack. She, she paints on a smile and says, yeah, that's great that Damon will walk me down the aisle, but later she arranges a prison visit with Buster Smith. Hmm. Da-da-da! <laughs> it's all going on. It never, it never stops in Hollyoaks, does it? It's like high octane every week, um, and 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 not any less high octane in Emmerdale because, of course, the suspects are absolutely lining up. Kim Tate is determined to find out who's drugging her, um, but her son Jamie spots that she's got uh, a CCTV camera in the house, and she's she's trying to find out who. I mean, presumably it's right over the uh, the brandy bottle, um, trying to work out who's doing it, and I think. He's very upset um, that that she could think that it that it was him because she obviously confides in him why why she's done it, and um, doesn't he suggest they they need to get away from home farm? I mean that that does that that would worry me. But um, Will makes a business pitch to Kim now. Will and Kim have had a romantic dalliance. I'm not going to call it a relationship. I think a dalliance is perhaps a good mm. word, and she's mm. suspicious of his motives. But she's not suspicious of son Jamie. So, um, uh, you know, as her son, he's, he's, he, he says he's really, really upset that she, she would suspect him of such a thing. Um, and, you know, he says he should take his mother away for a while because, she's, you know, she's been drugged. She needs to get the drugs out of her system. She's been paranoid and upset. Um, <laughs> um, and Jimmy and Nicola's marriage is in absolute tatters isn't it and and jimmy makes a move on mandy i know i know mandy's been supporting jimmy and in classic male style he mistakes her 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 niceness for something else um Mm. you know mandy's mandy was about to get married um and jimmy was the man that um accidentally drove his car into the barn and her nasty i mean he wasn't a great guy um but her nasty ex-fiancé Paul died in that. So she's processing a lot of emotion currently and I would say she's not ready for any kind of relationship. No, really not. I agree. She's processing, so... But she's been supporting Jimmy because she was upset that Paul had been 
had been abusing, you know, Vinny. Um, and Jimmy, Jimmy, it was, an, it was an accident, but, you know, he's been charged with causing death by dangerous driving. So she's been, she's been there for him. Um, and um, uh, she's, she's helping him through his court case and she's saying, do you really want to plead guilty? Because that would mean a jail sentence. Do you want that? Mm. You know, so she's been, been giving him good advice. Um, and, and then it seems clear that Nicola and Jimmy are just poles apart, poles apart. And that's when he says, hey, Mandy, my feelings run deeper than just friendship. But, but she's not going to give him the reaction that he wants, is she? <laughs> uh, uh, and, of course, then Jimmy... I say, of course, it's not an of course. Jimmy Jimmy tells Nicola he's moving out. Um, and, and will she and can she fight for her marriage? That is the big question. It's a good question. Jimmy and Nicola, I think, it, uh, should be together. I think this is a hiccup in their road. The fact that Jimmy makes a move on Mandy is very typically Jimmy because he's a bit mm. clueless sometimes and this is just one of his clueless moments. So I, I, I hope they get back together because they're a strong... They're, they're, they're an Emmerdale couple. Yeah, but you've got to have some ups and downs, Claire. You know that. You've been in this, bu- in this business long enough. <laughs> and talking of ups and downs, EastEnders has a lot of ups and lots, probably more downs. Uh, Linda is worried that she just can't hide her baby m- bump for much longer. I mean, she's probably right. Um, and, I, and she comes to the decision that she needs to tell Max. Yes, she does. She does. It's a difficult one because she and, she and her husband are going to bring... Um, she and Mick are going to bring the have decided to bring the baby up as their own. They could just pass it off as their own. No one would know, would they? Mm. Unless he comes out looking like, unless the baby comes out looking like a dead ringer for Max. Really, um, they, <laughs> might do. <laughs> they could get away with it. Um, so you know, Max Max left at Christmas. He left, and uh, uh, he's actually in Paris. And um, this week. Linda, Linda thinks, well, you know, I should do the right thing because, you know, Max has lost a couple of children, so it would be nice for him to be a part of this baby's life. Um, and she tries to get info from Denise because Jack, his brother, has taken his granddaughter, Little Abby, to, to see Max in Paris. Will she be able to get a hold of Max and tell him her surprise news? And how will it be greeted? <laughs> Max isn't coming back, is he? So... Hmm. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, we had a little gossip, didn't we, like we do, about um, or speculated that Kathy could do with a silver fox to brighten her days and possibly nights. Now, we, we put our money behind Paul Hollywood. Sadly, Paul Hollywood has not rocked up in the Black Club. But <laughs> we have got Sonia's dad, Rocky. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm, I'm, lucky, lucky, lucky. Kathy, I would say. Um, so, yeah, Sonia's dead. Rocky takes, takes a shine to her. Is Rocky the tonic that Kathy needs? I'm speculating on a no. Yeah, but it's always going to be a no, but it will be some, some nice fireworks in the process, I'd imagine. I still think she needs someone not like Rocky. I think they should get her a Paul Hollywood character. I really think, you know, she's, you know, she's absolutely gorgeous. And, you know, so does she want the funny guy or does she want someone that's going to always be there for her and be sensible? We've never seen her sort of in a long term, have we? So I guess that maybe perhaps things won't um, won't won't change. Um, and the, the, the honeymoon period really seems to be over, doesn't it? Before it even began, actually, for Ben and Callum, because Ben is really not on the straight and narrow, is he? And, and he's asked Callum to quit his job as a policeman. I mean, it's such a sort of strange combination, but opposites do attract. We know that. Um, 
But it's it's not... He hasn't quit, has he? No, no, he hasn't quit. He likes his job. You know, Callum was in the army. That's kind of one of the things that perhaps some army guys do. They they, they, they like it. They come out of the army and they go into the police force. And, it, you know, it, Callum has a, a good sense of, of justice. So, so yeah, he's really, he's, really, he's really into his career. And uh, last week, Cat got mugged. And this week, Callum and his police colleague, Fitzy... They, they spot this mugger and they give chase. Um, but actually, um, Fitzy is stabbed, and he's not just stabbed, and it needs a couple of stitches. He's stabbed very, very badly. Um, and Callum is distressed and upset about this. And it brings back his PTSD. Ben misunderstands and a gulf grows between the pair. They're not talking, Hannah. Mm, is it over before it really even began? Hmm, that's the big question. Well, thank you, Claire. That's another great week, isn't it? No, it never fails to let us down. I love our, I love our chats. Um, we will be back next week, you'll be pleased to know, talking about the next lot of episodes. Um, and we will speak to you then. Bye.